He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. You know the spiel. We're not going to harp on this. Because today is going to be a fun, fast episode. <clears throat> kind of a precursor, if you will, to the wonderful time of Halloween that is just around the corner. We had great heated debate about whether the topics of discussion today were actually qualified as Halloween movies. They're he not. said no, I said yes. So kind of we're already on the correct you know, formula for the show, you disagree with something that I think is true and we partake in banter. Kind of like I disagree and kinda like Die Hard being a Christmas wrong. movie and all Die that Hard, good stuff. Die Hard is a movie that takes place at Christmas. You can watch it at Christmas, but it is not a Christmas movie. But it's not Christmas. It's Halloween. <laughs> so we are going to start with uh, a movie that was recommended to us compared to a movie that is one of our favorites compared to a book. We are talking about uh, whodunits and murder mysteries, and we will be comparing two movies that are similar, and that they take the same idea of the whodunit, and go, I think, in pretty one, similar yet different directions. One is essentially the precursor for the other. Uh, one is definitely um, well done, but the it was it laid the foundation for the other one because it did come out before about ten years before the yeah. two movies that we are discussing are Murder by Death <laughs> and Clue, um, which uh, Murder by Death is the one that came out first. So nineteen seventy six. And then Clue came out in 1985. Yes. So it had a lot of time to work work at it and perfect it. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, research just because half of what we're going to say is all the fun jokes that happened. But mm -hmm. I did a little bit of research, too, um, especially in preparing to talk about these. Uh, I went back to uh, Agatha Christie, who wrote uh, the very first commercially successful whodunit. Um, you will know it by it is its PC title today, Ten Little Indians. Uh, it had a much less PC name back in the day because that was based off a British blackface song. You should have seen how much my eyes just popped out of my skull just now. Yeah, Aaron didn't see the picture until just now of what that cover used to look like. But um, Agatha Christie came up with, she had the first commercially successful book uh, called Ten Little Indians or And Then There Were None, um, which or came out in 19... Ten Little the, Okay, uh, which came out in 1939. Um, it's the story of people being invited to a place for unknown reasons only to later discover that they are being accused of or are complicit in a murder and the rest of the story is figuring out how that works. Um, and Agatha Christie was the first one to do that in this particular scenario. Uh, this especially is relevant to talking about murder by death because there is a character who is a stand-in for the leading lady that Agatha Christie usually wrote about, which was Miss Marple. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do is, um, in case some of you are not familiar with one or the other, because we have people who are like murder by death fans and people who would are diehard Clue fans. So we'll go through a quick little synopsis of both and then talk about what makes them good, what makes them not so good, and see if we can come to an understanding. Yeah. We'll start with Murder by Death because it's the first one canonically. Um, it is, uh, was again in 1976. It had a lot of people that I wasn't expecting in it, like Peter Falk and Alec Guinness. I had no idea that they were in there. Alex Guinness plays the uh, butler. The, mm -hmm. um, yes. <laughs> the blind and butler. Maggie, Dame Maggie Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was great. It's like uh, looking back in time, they always did the makeup so great on her in present day because 
what she looks like with the aged makeup is what she looks like now. Like they they could see into the future. Like yeah. this is what she'll look like. Which, by the way, um, Dame Maggie Smith is just an amazing woman. So. Oh, she was great. Um, and also a very rare acting performance by Truman Capote, which mm -hmm. uh, scared me half to death when I first saw him. <laughs> I was not expecting that character to jump out. Uh, but basically, it's back in the days when you could still do parodies well. And the thought was all of these um, detectives, these five renowned detectives, each of whom is based off of a famous actual mystery writer show up to this house invited by a blind butler played by Alec Guinness uh, and then the uh, Truman Capote appears uh, who is playing the guy Lionel Twain who invited them all to the house and he says that you guys are all so good I tell you what if you can solve a murder which will take place at midnight I'll give you one million dollars for solving that crime. Uh, Lots of stuff ensues. Uh, most of, like, much like Clue, a lot of the good jokes are right in the beginning, like with the statue falling off the yeah, top of the building every time to this exact X on the floor. <laughs> there's there's some slow points, and then there's there is some very quick points that, like, honestly, I, I don't think I, I, even myself, got it the first uh, watch through. Like, I may have to, in a year or so, go back and rewatch it just to get, like... Because at the beginning, there's a bunch of those jokes, and at the end, there's a bunch of those they jokes. They throw a lot of the beginning and the end. In the middle, it's more like, it's slower, and I can tell they're doing that to try and give the audience time to understand, you know, try to parse themselves out as to who did it, how these things happened. Yeah. I think Clue kind of takes the same approach, too, because when they split up to search the house in Clue, that's, those scenes go on for a long time a, with a nothing while, happening. Yeah. But, but, you know. But, and, and again, I, I really think that Clue took a lot out of the Murder by Death book. That It would almost be like saying that, um, Which you know, in turn Batman, took a lot out of, and then there were none. Exactly. So it's just, you know, they, but it wasn't so much that they copied them, is that they paid homage. I would always hope so. If movies that we tend to like, we tend to hope that they were homages as opposed to literal ripoffs. Yeah. And it's very interesting because we didn't know that Murder by Death exists until really recently. So yeah, watching like a it month was. month or so ago. So we have no choice but to compare it to Clue because yeah. we love Clue. It, it's. And uh, uh, a lot of the humor is very tongue in cheek as well. So there's. there's... The, um, the. Okay, so Alec Guinness plays a butler who is blind. Which is fine. It has its own little comedic things that happen with doors opening oh, and closing yeah. on people when people are already inside the house. But then this cook shows up named Yetta who is to cook the dinner. And she is a deaf mute. So she has no way to communicate to the butler who is blind that she can't understand what he's saying. And when he writes things down for her, she's also illiterate. So no matter what, these two are never <laughs> going to speak to each other. It's it's very... And she can't read lips. Yeah, she's it's, got nothing. <laughs> like, this is probably the most slapstick, the most silly. Because, I mean, it's it can be... It can be kind of a silly movie, but it's almost in a serious tone. Kind of like the police squad or, um, yeah. you know, uh, the... Um, not Lethal Weapon, but... Uh, um, police Academy, you mean? No, no, the the police, the Leslie Nielsen ones. Oh, the Frank, okay. Frank Dreslin files. Uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun, there you go. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, like when you have those, like those movies that are silly, absolutely silly, like the Zucker Brothers back in their heyday. Yeah. Um, and uh, Top Secret, which is still one of the 
best roles for Val Kilmer ever. But yeah, both these movies are great parody movies. Um, interesting note that I learned while researching it. I thought the uh, opening illustrations in the credits looked familiar. They're done by the same guy who illustrated the Adams Family cartoons. Oh, I thought I told you that. I, I, oh, you must it, have told me that because I, I saw it. I'm like, of course that there, makes sense. There's some really like yeah, the the opening sequence is very fun because it's it it reminds me of like um, the the little. Uh, Johnny went out by the lake, he tripped over a rake, uh, he went down, he, he couldn't come up for air, now he for, will forever stay there. Like, those, like, really the macabre... Edward Gorey rhymes. Yes, those, they were, the, the illustration, which, I mean, Adam's family absolutely is that, kind of a, but, you know, lighter note, but yeah. that's, it reminded me of those illustrations. Yeah, absolutely. Edward Gorey, so... Um, so what happens is all of the people, uh, we are introduced to each character one at a time. Um, well, two at a time. But two it's... at a time. Um, first off, there is a highly, highly racist, but intentionally so because of the person that they are mocking caricature of a Chinese police detective, Charlie Chan, who's based off of Earl de Bigger's uh, character from his books. And the character's called Sidney Wang. It's played by Peter Sellers. Yes, that Peter Sellers. Yeah, I got like, over it knowing that it's intentionally supposed to be a parody of this particular character, and that's how they're playing it. But at the same time, it's one of those things like you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today sort of things. Yeah, yeah. like I think we even had to pause the movie for the people who were showing us, like... Um, it, uh, our friends Joseph and Cordelia, like he, they had to stop the movie for a second. He's like, "It's intentional because <laughs> it's based on the Charlie Chan novels and the and the Charlie." I'm Chan like, movies. okay, as long as and it's I intentional. Ne I never heard of Charlie Chan before, or if I had, it was like a cartoon from like the 70s. Which one of these? We'll go through each one because I yeah. knew some of these when they showed up. Um, then we have uh, Dick and Dora Charleston, played by David Niven and Maggie Smith. And oh, they sense. are based on Nick and Nora Charles from the Thin Man film yeah, series by Dashiell Hammett. I didn't know that. I didn't one. know them. Um, I did know uh, Mio Pierre, who was a take on Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot, and he's this French-accented uh, man with his chauffeur, and he yeah. only does eat and. <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't know that was. I whenever I heard the name of, uh, of who it was a parody of, I knew who that was, but I didn't realize that was the caricature. Which, um, small side note, uh, the new Agatha Christie movie, mm -hmm. um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, yes. is coming up, and our friend John is super friend of the show is super excited. He keeps telling me like every time he thinks about it, he's like. I so want you to watch it because you think it's one thing and it's completely something else and you're and you, and you keep guessing think, till the end. I think it'd be great for the three of us to go watch it and then do a, a podcast? podcast about I it think, because yeah, I would love be to read idea. the book and then see how it fares in comparison. And as someone who's never even like seen another version of it and then having John who has seen versions, possibly even read the book as well, right. um, it would be good kind of three aspects of it. So, But I didn't realize that was um, the Agatha Christie and his uh, chauffeur, just this really tall guy who is James, James Cromwell, who like is such a great actor. I didn't realize that was him. He does a lot of the physical comedy, which yeah, is yeah, he's he's very much the physical. But this was his first uh, feature film role, so that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, then I did know this one too, Sam Diamond, who is played by Peter Falk, who I adore. Peter Falk. Oh, Peter Falk, who is the Maltese Falcon, Sam Spade, and I oh, do of course love the 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 gritty uh, gumshoe. Uh, 
with his sexy but needy secretary. Yeah, and Tess then Skeffington. And then, um, and then uh, finally we have the Jessica Marvels, which is Agatha Christie's Miss Marvel. Yeah, so they actually parody two things, which there was actually supposed to be a a. They were thinking about including Sherlock Holmes, but they decided against it. But they I read that they still too. they still were gonna bring him in for a, a scene and like uh, something where Sam Spade is or Sam Diamond, which I love the because the names are subtle little uh, jabs at the original characters. Yeah, Sam Diamond, Sam Spade. I will say that not Spade, knowing, Diamond, I still yeah like cards, cards. yeah. Po uh, poker and gambling. Yes. I will say, no, I, I hear you. I will say that even if you don't know who these people are parodying, parodying, you will still like the movie. It's it's more oh, of a yeah, second yeah. level of, oh, I recognize what they're doing. If they had thrown in Sherlock, it would have been like, oh, I get it now. It would have been a smidge obvious. Well, yes. Because we live in an age of Sherlock. Matthew. Yeah, because of Sherlock yeah. and um, and um, what's the, the new one? Holmes and Watson. The one that's on the American version with Lucy Liu is Watson, which isn't, I love Lucy Liu, but I don't. No, I just... It's, it I've just heard good stupid. things about it, and then it throws up the dynamic, but I definitely do like uh, Cumberbatch as Sherlock. He, uh, he steals the shit from as, me. As terrible as um, What's-His-Face uh, treats the women characters. Yeah. As terrible as... And, and, and I a, will agree. This was a bad week for that, though. We found out that everybody pretty much hates women. We found out James Cameron was an asshole. Uh, yeah. We found out that... Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is an asshole. Like, God, can everyone just, like... Can we all just get along in no, any way? Apparently not. So, apparently not. but uh, yeah, I still really like the the BBC Sherlock. I think it's one of the better series that has been around for a while. So my favorite, um, I think of all my characters, all the characters here, I definitely like the introduction of Miss Marples because I see what they were doing with the bright, spunky woman pushing in this old lady in a chair. And you think that she's the old, renowned detective, and then it's just her taking care of her nurse, her aging yeah. nurse. I like the introduction. But I think my favorite were uh, Peter Falk and Aline Brennan uh, working together as uh, a hardball detective and the woman he constantly denigrates. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the 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 way they the two played the characters plus the way that they played off of each other was incredibly well done. I thought I, I have to agree. Um, I loved everybody pretty much. Uh, actually, probably my least favorite one would be Peter Sellers because of just how overtly racist. Yeah, he is. it was supposed but, to be, and yet does it excuse it? It's uh, it, it doesn't pull it off in like a Blazing you, Saddles way to yeah, me. Yeah, the Blazing Saddles did it great. Like they 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 mentioned the KKK and like hanging them and lynching them and calling them the N word and all of this and like and it's still it was treated with a utmost respect. I feel like this one. They're like, well, we can go more racist, but we're not going to out of respect. It's like this was uh, the one character that, without knowing the undertone of these are all detective stories that we're basing this off of. Yeah, that's this is the one that you're gonna be like, I what is happening? I seriously thought at one point they were gonna be like, he's actually American. Yeah, they never he's, they, they were, never go actually, that way. He's actually a Caucasian male who's pretending to be kind of like a uh, uh, a prestige level like. Yeah, uh, I get you. you. Know, so, um, but it's. It, 
I'm like, are we, what are we going to talk about next? Are we going to talk oh, about no, so glue or are we gonna No, I'm trying to decide that myself because we could just go through, finish this one off, talk about Clue and compare, but let's go over to Clue and talk about the characters in that one next. Okay, yeah. Clue in the, in the so beginning I will, of it. I will, I will, talk, I will kind of chat about Clue a little bit. Um, so Clue uh, not only is uh, the board game, and this is quote the unquote... The first Hasbro movie, technically. <laughs> it was not produced by Hasbro. It wasn't anything like that. No. But it is definitely one of the better games or movies based on a board game. Yes. If there's only been the two, it's uh, yes. by and large the better one. So No contest. It, uh, it's um, This movie is about uh, six people who are invited to... A mansion again, kind of the same same setup. Whereas, uh, the um, with murder by death, it's about they are trying to solve this murder because they are trying to get win money. They will win a million dollars, and they're trying to prove that they are the best detectives. The best detectives. Whereas with Clue, it's a lot more interwoven. It is so much more... Um, uh, well, they're not there to prove it. They're trying to clear their name. They're trying to keep people yeah, from knowing they're, their they're, dirty they, secrets. They, yeah, they, it comes to find out that, that everyone in this, in this house is some sort of uh, conspirator, uh, uh, informant, um, something like that, that all leads to have to do with blackmail of some sort of... By Mr. Body. Mr. Uh, yes, Mr. Body. So, um, and it has an incredible cast of characters. Whereas in uh, Murder by Death, there was the five detectives the and then the five, like, uh, you know, assistants, um, Sons. secretary, son, nurse, and wife, you know, instead of that... It is actually um, uh, the six main characters, or the six you know people. Uh, Wadsworth the Butler, who is absolutely more of a main character in this, he mm -hmm. could essentially be the main character if you want to look at it that way. There is something but, very um, funny about that. They talk about when we get to the, the who done it aspect of it. Yeah. We'll talk about the Butler comparisons because yeah. there is something that happens there. Yeah, there is there. Um, so with. Um, <laughs> Uh, but then you also have, there is a, a French maid, um, Yvette. Yvette, who is, wait, wait, go back to the, 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 the this page here. <laughs> Hang on. I have, I'm sorry, guys, I have to look at something, scroll down. Yeah, it says Yetta was the name of the clue. Okay, so, so, I was saying, really damn close. Yeah, okay. Yvette in Clue. Yeah. So, there is that. Um, the thrilling days of podcast and internet. <laughs> <laughs> so so we have Yvette, the the busty, incredibly busty French maid. We have the cook. The cook, who has maybe a couple lines at the most. A few. Um, there is a um, a driver who, uh, who because this, a storm happens, and that's what keeps him in the, the house. Yeah. Uh, besides everything else. Um, a police officer, a singing telegram girl, uh, and then there's only some... like there's only like one other character. So, so pretty much, our six main characters get the most attention. Six, six or seven. 
Seven. Yeah. And then these other ancillary characters keep showing up in the plot to make it much it's, more it, embarrassing or, or scary for Or interwoven. Because they're, yeah. they're, there's like... As it turns out. Yeah. So, again, there there's so many layers to this movie that, like, I could spend an entire podcast just talking about how deep this plot goes. So, I will not do that. I will instead talk about the, um, the comedy aspects. This one... This one treats itself sillier and but still has a lot of tongue and cheek humor. Um, it allows the the slapstick to happen because there's a couple points when like someone slaps somebody and like they stumble and trip over something else or a lot of pratfalls. And yeah. I think that honestly, Tim Curry just steals the show in this picture. Without yeah. Tim Curry, I don't think this would have been as cult favorite as most of his movies are. I, I would disagree because the other six uh, actors and actresses who um, like, are... I mean... Uh, well, well, yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, Madeline Kahn, uh, Michael McKean, Martin Mull, Leslie Ann Warren, who didn't really do a ton after this. Um, she was on Will and Grace a few times, which I always loved. Uh, and then Christopher Lloyd, yep. one of his, uh, not earlier roles, but he, he was in this and it surprised me because I, I, that whenever I first saw this movie, I'd only really seen him with Back to the Future. Yeah. And then, as you kind of, as you kind of ruined my surprise a little bit. No, I didn't say anything yet. Eileen Brennan, who played the needy and, uh, horny secretary of Sam Diamond, is also in this. Yeah, so is. it's kind of a fun, um... Fun, cool connection with it's that. It's a really so, cool connection. Um, so those in, in, and those are definitely your main characters. Tim Curry. Tim Curry is the the, the anchor for this entire movie. He, the his, first ten minutes, I think, are him just setting up the house when the guests finally arrive. I, yeah, I think you're right. And um, he he his uh, his delivery. Uh, there's some there there are some lines that are delivered at such a heated pace that you're you're struggling to keep up. Then you almost have to like pause and rewind to go back to rewatch the same scene. I definitely again. had to watch Clue more than once to catch on to everything that was happening. Oh, there's I I yeah, 100% agree. It is it is one of those movies that the first time you'll like it, the second time you'll love it, the third time you'll get every other little in joke that you didn't get. The, the last viewing I watched, I finally figured out how one of the supposed endings actually worked. I was very pleased with myself. Yeah. I was waiting and I was watching and like I see it now how you did it. Yeah, that's uh, how so, Clue differs. I think th from that is Murder a huge. Yes, no, and we won't really talk much about that right this second. So, in case you want to not be spoiled, um, there, the endings are different, but the but very similar. Yes. So it's it's that, and again, again with paying homage. So we will talk about the endings in just a little bit. So um, I want to talk again about. Uh, the the other actors, uh, Madeline Kahn, Mad Madeline Kahn. Period. Madeline Kahn gone too soon. Flames, flames, just guys. <laughs> flame. Oh, she's she doesn't get that many moments in this she, as she did in like Blazing Saddles or um, Young Frankenstein. You know, she didn't got, she did not get that many of these scenes, those scenes in this movie. But when she did. She killed it. It's because it's freaking Madeline Kahn. I love how she just like hit a string of par parodying movies for a while. She, I mean, she loved Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks loved her. So kind of his uh, what's her face from the birds, um, in a way. But yeah, but uh, he didn't direct Clue. Jonathan Lynn directed. Clue. No, yes, um, uh, no, no, no. That's, I'm just saying, just in general, because those two, Young Frankenstein and um, 
Blazing Saddles. Thank you. Are both Mel Brooks movies. So, which we may have to do a Mel Brooks episode. We did get the nice Blu-ray collection of like nine of <laughs> yeah. his amazing movies. No, it's like it's just entire, the entire collection. collection. With yeah. movies I haven't seen yet, which is great. There's his Hitchcock parody, and then yes. there's his jury movie parody, and there's um, and then, so many. And there's one that's actually less serious, or less funny. Silent movie parody. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's pretty good. And it has one of the... It has one of the best, like, homages in, in this entire film uh, cat, uh, catalog. But, anyways, so... <laughs> so, with um, this cast of characters, again, you have Madeline Kahn. Christopher Lloyd did a really good job. Um, Martin Mull, uh, of many different fames. Uh, what I knew him from initially was Sabrina. And yeah, then, you Sabrina know, he, the Teenage Witch. He, but he did, he did a lot. This is... I would say one of his first breakout roles because he really uh, stood his own. You want to hear own. something funny? What? I used to confuse him with the actor that played Mr. Feeney all the time when I, I was a kid. Uh, I guess I can kind of see that. I'm not they sure why at all, but I used to do it. So, but um, there's there, the the smaller actors. None of them ever really went on to do anything. But Michael McKean of so many different things but like this is spinal tap and i'm gonna uh, go home and sleep with my wife <laughs> yeah that was uh um <laughs> oh so. aaron is gesturing me violently that if you somehow figured out what that spoiler was i don't think there's a way you can possibly well, figure out what that spoiler is unless you've seen the movie babe. well yes but still we're frantically we're, we're gesturing gonna, we're gonna talk about the endings later <laughs> on try to give a spoiler warning so okay but, okay so um but with this movie it is such an overall good movie so and we will debate which one's the better movie and then you you guys the listeners can decide later so let's talk about the mystery then yeah instead of the conclusion which you want to save for a spoiler corner yeah we will still talk about just the mystery of it murder yeah. by death mystery as we said is the host says i bet you can't solve this murder it's going to happen exactly at midnight and if you do i'll give you a million bucks because he's a rich recluse mm -hmm. so they think okay this is easy we'll just stay in this room all together all watch each other and if someone does something then we'll know um, but they have a million little slip-ups and red herrings and changes to the room that confuse and confound them. There, there's there are so many points in this movie that you're like, oh, I completely get this. And then you're like, no, no. what the hell just happened? Like, there is, there is one specific well, scene. Well, before with... midnight rolls around, they've come to find out that the butler has died. They went to the kitchen to get something before midnight. Oh, and yeah. And they find out he's just dead there in the kitchen. They're like, like, well, this has happened before midnight. So it doesn't count. So everyone back to the <laughs> dining room. Don't leave. Uh, then the lights go out, of course. And yeah. exactly at midnight, their host is found dead and now they start all accusing each other even though they're all in the same room then they discover that yetta was a mechanical automaton who was packed up in a suitcase and the butler's uh, body disappears and is yeah, left with but, a but, stuffed man but they but but they had a an exact duplicate of him and then the clothes were there but not the man and then the man was there but not the clothes <laughs> yeah. And every time they come across this, I'm expecting someone to just be like, but what? And they keep just saying, because they're so full of themselves, calm yourself, this is just a red herring. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't all be red herrings. <laughs> like, there there were so many points in this where they, like, they, and, like, the whole thing with the second dining room that you have oh to my God, open the up the door a certain room. way. So he goes back to the dining room and no one's in it. And he's like... But everyone was here. They were just here. I left them not moments ago. He goes back out, 
And then the other guy who went to the bathroom comes out, goes in the room, and they're all there. And he's like, and he's like, where have you been? I'm like, I was just here. So there were two identical dining rooms, and they talk about the house being a mechanical marvel again, because he's a recluse, he can do whatever yeah. he wants with the house and the layout. Which it gets resolved by the end. Because in the middle of it, you're like, this makes absolutely no freaking sense. And when you get to the end, you realize why it is that way. I might need you to explain it because it never do. made sense to it me. It made sense to me on a literary level, I, and a, and on a parody level, not on a literal like, level. There's a suspension of disbelief. There's levels that you can attain. Absolutely. A talking mouse that has a dog but also has a friend who's a dog that gets to talk but the other dog doesn't get to talk. Okay, so that's a few levels up. You know, seeing a house that is a mechanical wonder, okay, but seeing a house that can literally change the dining room at the drop of a hat yep i promise you when i get when we get to the end i'll tell you okay. why i think it works yeah, that's that not was... on a literal level but on a storytelling level and i'll tell you why i think it works okay um then they all split up for the night to go to bed and each one is confronted by something that's trying to kill them <laughs> i thought that was hilarious those were amazing scenes <laughs> so great I, I don't know if it's so much the scenes themselves because they were funny it, I don't know if it's so much the scenes or if it's the payoffs. Oh, yeah. The payoffs for all five of these. Because it turns away from them, and each time when you think, oh, they're about to die from poison gas, or a bomb's about to go off, or a snake's going to stab them. Or a, uh, um, uh, what uh, else was a there? scorpion. Scorpion. And the then, ceiling uh, is descending. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Every you all think they've all died. Like, you go and you pass and you see the guy with the gloves being like well i guess no one gets the money then not so fast and then each one of them comes in at once with their disposed with the, death item that they yeah. managed to con confound so let's 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 stop there and we'll come back to it because that's where the ending is yeah. so um there's so the mystery for which i kind of talked about just a second ago with clue is all about the um uh the blackmailing like who's being blackmailed and why and who is a conspirator? Who is an informant? Who's the who's running this whole damn thing? Which they figure out that it's Mr. Body. Mr. Body is the the person who's behind all of this. Okay, that's great. He's dead. He j he dies. So then the what? lights go off. A gun and, is fired. Yes. Someone screams. A broken thing hits the ground, and the lights come back on. And Mr. Body's dead body and, and, is there. And you're like. Uh, okay, well, why is this a bad thing? Well, they, they have to figure out where he stashes everything. All the blackmail. And All the blackmail. they're with a murderer. Yeah, someone so, has murdered him. Someone has killed him. So, and then it goes on and like, and then other people come in and then like other people die and people who are dead, who, who, who you thought were dead were not dead. And it's like all... Uh, pretty much everything that you could think to make it into this big convoluted whodunit is in this movie. And it was really cool too is in the first movie they don't use many scenes, uh, many rooms. They have probably about a few sets. The, yeah, they have a probably about 10 to 12, maybe 15 sets. A house set. A, a smaller house set even though this is supposed to be a mansion. Clue this is a mansion. You well, I think the there's mansion. a reason for that. A lot of the funny parts of Murder by Death are knowing that these characters are 
stand-ins for these detective mystery writers. Yeah. Um, the beauty of Clue is if you know it's a board game in the beginning, you know that it's imperative in the game that you visit all of the rooms in the yeah, house. Yeah, you have to go everywhere. So the movie capitalizes on that because it would have been very bad for the game of Clue to not go to every room. They have to visit every room, find every secret passageway, go everywhere in that house to figure out oh, what's going on. Oh, which, by the way, they do end up including the secret passages. Yeah. It's a, they do it a couple times. It's real kind of neat. Um, but they're... Like, the I kind of want to get the board game out and, like, mark their paths as they go through the game. And <laughs> we should see, do that one time. Like see a where everyone went. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, except for when I go up to, like, the third floor in the basement. Yeah. So, but there is, um, there, uh, But if you remember, nothing happens in the attic or the basement. Because uh, otherwise they yeah, couldn't most... say it was Mrs. White in the ballroom yeah. with the candlestick. So, there's, there's actually, a, uh, quite a few different times when the... This is one of those time. This is one of those movies that it uses its source material correctly. Yes, like it. It has the six weapons: the pistol, the or, sorry, the revolver, the candlestick, the rope, the lead pipe. The um, I'm gonna do them all. Um, you got it. You got the, it. The um, wrench. That was six. No, 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 the revolver, the revolver, the lead pipe, the rope. The knife. That the was knife. the last one. The the lead pipe and then the wrench, right? Is and then that... the candlestick. Yeah, you oh, the candlestick. Home. Okay, so that's I, I messed it up with the lead pipe. But yeah. Oh, no. Wrench, candlestick, lead pipe, knife, revolver, and a rope. Okay. Yeah, you got them all. So, so, so they actually, the six people, the six quote-unquote players are included in that. So, oh, what I was saying about the house, though, was that the house in Murder by Death it is literally just their sets. It is, they're there for the sets, except for, like, maybe the dining room. There's a lot of practical effects, and I have to go into that. Like, yeah. the descending ceiling in one of the rooms. Yeah, but they're, they're set pieces. I didn't feel like they incorporated I would have felt like much. a big, fancy house. When he first walks in, and you see the giant hallway and the stairs that they walk up, and all the yeah. bear heads and things on the walls, it felt like a big, like, an but English I, mansion. But I felt like the, the house from Clue felt not only like a real house that could exist, but they incorporated it into the story a lot more. I think more. that's because of the source material. Because you have to true. travel from room to room making your guesses. True. Very and they true. run through the rooms many times oh, repeatedly you, trying to there's, parse it out. So there's a part. The iconic near, part. Yeah, when I think of Clue, I think of the, these yes. things. Um, so we're not going to go all the way to the end, but we're going to go right before the end, kind of like how we did. So the, the mystery. So people are figuring out things about themselves. That people have killed other people, or people have taken bribes, or people have been fired, or people who are, again, not what they appear. You know, there's a lot of of those. A lot of these secrets get revealed. Revealed um, at the end, Wadsworth, who's been with him throughout everything, every single one, uh, he finally goes, "You know what? I know who did it, and better yet, I know how they did it." And he's like. He goes, but we must go all the way back to the beginning. The beginning of what? When Mr. Body was shot? No. Before then. And so he literally recaps the entire movie. Walking from room to room as they no, follow him. Running, sprinting yeah. down the hallways. And he, he says it every, and he says, he actually does it three times, I guess, is uh, because the, um, I won't say the scenes just yet, because again, we're going to leave that for the spoiler corner, but, um, the the movie was actually shipped off three with three different versions, um, ending A, ending B, and ending C, and film goers would go and watch it. Sometimes same theaters would get version A and version B, but they would show version A on Thursday night and show Thursday. 
version B on uh, Friday night. That's the great cult favorite aspect, I think, of Clue is that it was open that the way they had set up the pieces were that there are three ways this could fall. Yeah. You didn't have to film three different movies. Just the way you've set it up, there are three different ways that this all could have gone down. Like with like alternate endings and um, fan theories and stuff like that. Where this is the alternate ending. Like this, the filmmakers were literally like, "Yes, you're right. This could have worked, and this could have worked. Hell, there probably could have been six endings. There honestly could have been. There was a fourth ending shot that they scrapped. Okay, yeah, and I mean, I think three is enough. But they honestly, they could have probably done six. It was, it could have worked out that way, but it. The way they did it was very well done, but this this scene of him of Wadsworth, Tim Curry as Wadsworth, should have nominated for him for an Oscar. That it scene alone, him running between the rooms and going over the entire plot of the movie up till that point, and going over very quickly and getting everyone's like um, pronunciation. There's at one point, uh, Mr. Green, played by uh, Mr. Green, slaps. Uh, Mrs. White because she's screaming or not Mrs. White Mrs. Peacock because she's screaming and he slaps her and and in the movie he goes well I had to stop her from screaming and it's just said in a very specific vocal tone and and Wadsworth nails it recreates the entire thing again well like and and like parodies it at the same time so it worked out really well the cool thing about Clue in comparison to Murder by Death Murder by Death has situational humor with the blind butler and the deaf dumb maid and all of the uh, wacky hijinks of how the rooms work and this was a machination the whole time what's going on whereas Clue has um, uh, what do you call it black humor the humor, dark humor, dark yeah. humor. Like by the time they find the fourth body that's been killed, they just look at it, say nothing, yeah, no, it's, sigh, it's, it's, and it's close the door. It's somewhere like closer, like after so many bodies have been, they're they're almost numb to it. Like, they are numb to it. They uh, the they just open off- up the door and they're like. And just close the door. When the police officer comes by, they have to pretend that the dead people aren't dead. So they make out like they're making out with them in the rooms, like kissing corpses and like... This man is dead drunk. You are dead right, sir! (laughs) So there's a lot of macabre humor in Clue, Mm. as opposed to situational humor and character-driven humor in Murder by Death. I would say that there's still some character-driven humor in Clue as well, but I do agree that it's more situational and character-driven in Murder by Death. All right. So, so say it, minute 37 is where we get into spoilers. Minute 37? Minute 37 okay. is where we get into spoilers. Yes, minute 37. Uh, this is a spoiler corner. Uh, we are going to delve into the endings of these. Because the endings are the good part. Like, yeah. Like, like the, the payoff yeah, is worth it. Exactly. This is this is the build up. This is the excitement getting up to the roller coaster and how here is actually the end of the roller coaster. So. Okay. You know what? You go ahead and do the clue endings. So I want to talk about those, and then I will try to convince you why Murder by Death's ending is just as good. Uh, well, I, n- <laughs> n- you're not going to convince me. I well, mean, you I'll can tell me. I'll you. I'll give you my explanation. Well, I didn't think then. it was bad. I just think Clue is better. So I think Clue overall is better, anyways. But so okay. So <laughs> Wadsworth. We haven't finished our conversation. I know my opinion. I, I yeah. Uh, so uh, Wadsworth has completely recap the entire movie up to this point. And this is about, they, they stop it after a certain point. Actually, in the DVDs, and I think the VHSs as well, there's a point where it, go, it goes through the entire movie and it says, well, that was fun, but uh, let's try it with a different ending. And then they play 
option. They cut off, so they D. go back. They go back to the last a ten point. minutes and start it over again. Yeah. This is how it was solved. But, like, there's a certain point within him solved with him going through because they don't. They didn't go back through the entire thing. No, so, no. It gets to a point where he says, "Someone took a key out of my pocket." And then someone else suggested that we split up. And when we were split up, that's when all this other stuff happened. Gentlemen, empty your pockets. Ladies, your purses. Whoever has the key is the killer. Or no, whoever has the revolver. The revolver is yeah. the killer. So it's, um, there's... There, three so different endings. Yes, three different endings. Um, and again, that's how they kind of set up. Is Whenever he gets that final, that final payoff, is whoever has the gun is, is the, the killer. Yeah. So the first time, it's Mrs. Scarlet. And apparently, Mrs. Scarlet ran a um, a prostitution a bordello, a prostitution house in DC, um, where she learned all sorts of government secrets. Yeah. And the best part thing about all these endings is that every time they say, Com what about, "What about communism? Communism was just a red herring." Herring. And I was like, "Always oh, ah." So and okay. it's always Wadsworth who says it. It's really red neat. herring. So, red herring. So it. Because it's been played up this entire yeah. time that it's all a big communist plot to overthrow the government, exactly, and in the like, end, it never is. Every single, all six of them have some sort of tie to the government. Um, Nuclear bombs, or uh, particle uh, physicists, or Washington uh, uh, husbands, or politicians. No, he was the part, of, he was the theorist, or whatever. Um, one guy was actually General, Colonel Mustard. Yeah. He he actually had some issues. But it turns like, out it was never about that at all. Yeah, it was communism about... was, it, they wanted secrets, so yeah. communism was just a red herring. So, um, that one was pretty good, and um, she ends up trying to escape, and they all sing for She's a Jolly Good Fellow. <laughs> I, I thought that was the next one. No, I'm pretty sure well, it's and, Miss Scarlet. Um, no, was Miss Peacock? I don't know. Someone gets sung while She's a Jolly Good Fellow. And uh, um, it's it's funny whenever yeah. it happens. But, okay, so I'm literally going to read the Wikipedia. Having used her former call girl Yvette, the busty maid, uh, to murder Mr. Body and the cook... Miss Scarlet killed her and the others to keep her true business of secret safe, planning on using the information learned tonight for her own benefit. Oh, and then the thing with the gun. Oh, yes. This I is the one. This that. is the okay. ending with the gun. Yes. Okay. So if you've ever heard one plus two plus one plus two plus one, <laughs> that is from this scene. One um, plus two plus two plus one. Because he's trying to bluff her in saying that she doesn't have any more bullets. He's Instead doing. Of, he's doing the "Do you feel lucky?" punk. Yes, he's doing the English version of the "Do you feel lucky?" So. It's, Scarlet, there's no more bullets in that gun. You've been played. It's and so they try to and so they just try. They it's like no, that's one plus one plus two plus one plus two. It's like and but, then she's like no, it's one plus it's one plus two. two. Shut up. <laughs> so it, it's very well done again by the actress uh, Leslie Ann Warren and uh, Tim Curry. So that one was pretty good. The ending B is. My least favorite of. Oh, the so three. she they she tries to get away. Oh, yeah. And it and turns out that the uh, the evangelist who came to the door last before this whole thing went down is like the kingdom of God is at hand and like we know there's death in this house. Get out of here because everyone who's come to the house has died yeah, so yeah, far. Except for them. Except for them, the evangelist. And it turns out he was an undercover FBI agent. Everyone yeah. charges in, and it turns it's, out that there really was another bullet in that gun, and the chandelier. Yeah, and, he's, down. and he says there's no more bullets, and he sh like and he goes. One plus one plus two plus one. One plus two plus two plus one. And, and, oh. then, and then, like, and Colonel Mustard saying that is six. <laughs> and then the chandelier falls, and he's like, he does this, like, I love that look. And then, so the second, the second inning, again, my least favorite of the three, it actually ends up being Mrs. Peacock. Um, because uh, she 
she again was trying to be uh she's trying to sell secrets but she, she was, was taking bribes different. from foreign powers that's what it was that's the whole reason so but um it actually this one turns out that wadsworth was the FBI agent because he there was, was an a call. Yeah. yeah, he was an informant because they got a call from uh, J. Edgar Hoover at exactly. one point. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then ending C, the best ending. The be okay, so I think this ending is best because it's not just one person who does the it's whole thing, which was the problem with the fourth yeah. ending of the film, which is where Wadsworth actually killed the whole everyone and he which the butler still could did have it. Worked. Could have still worked. And in the end, dogs come into the car and attack him. Uh, <laughs> Paying off the dog yeah. thing from the beginning. Because there was this there was this whole point where like Wattsworth like walks through dog poop or something like that. He smells a shoe and, and he's like, oh he scrapes he, it off and every guest who comes in the house is like and they, they smell like, the air. And they look back at their shoe. So it's like it's it is a joke that they do over and over again. So ending C is, is one the that best really one. happened. They yeah, say this, it really happened. Yeah, this is like and this really happened, even though it They all this, worked. Is, yeah. The, the reason that this one was the best because it worked so well. Instead of there being one killer, they all were killers. Every single one, except for one person, yeah. is the killer. So Every person... Yeah, Professor Plum kills Mr. Body in the Hall with the candlestick. But And he also kills the uh, singing telegram girl because that was his... Uh, he was a psychiatrist who lost his practice because he had sexual relations with her. Yep. And she informed the police, so he killed her. And then Miss Peacock killed the cook in the kitchen with a knife because she was their cook because they'd been served monkey's brains, which are not... That was her favorite. How the cook know to serve that particular favorite? Exactly. It was because the cook knew her and could recognize her and was blackmailing her. Yeah, and Yvette was still the former call girl of Miss Scarlet. Uh, and Miss White killed Yvette with the rope because of, uh, oh. Uh, she, he, she had an affair with her husband. That's right. And then, um, flames, hot flames. flames. That was from that scene, or from this ending. Um. Colonel Mustard. Miss, Colonel Mustard killed the driver because he was his driver during the war. Uh, Miss Scarlet killed um, uh, the cop. The cop. Because he was gonna. He was. But he knew about he, her. She, yeah, she bribed him. Right. And then, uh, and actually, it turns out that uh, Wadsworth is actually not Wadsworth. He is actually Mister Body, and he is the one that is all. He he has been the puppet master this whole thing. Moriarty-esque in this is so... And, and again, there's so many reasons why this is the best ending out of all of them. He's the... He, he brought them all here to kill off everyone who knew... Oh, he killed them... He, they kill off all the extra things, people who were no longer used to him, and exactly. now he can continue blackmailing them he for can, the things they but did. But he can go on to blackmail other things. He can go... He can continue his practice somewhere else. So... Yeah. And... At the very end, he's like, we're, we're just, and this had suggest, been suggested in the other two endings, like, we'll just get in our cars and drive away. And no one will ever have to yeah, know. Because all the evidence had been burnt in an earlier scene. Yeah. So with this one, uh, Mr. Green goes, yes, but you forgot one thing. And he, like, does a spin move and whips out a pistol and shoots uh, uh, Mr. Body in, like, the chest. He's like, and he's like, great, uh, no. great shot, Mr. Green. Die. Great shot. And then dies. And then, like, the FBI come in and, like... It turns out that he was the FBI agent. Yeah, he was, was actually... He's undercover. Like, he's he like, had set the whole thing up to catch the criminals. Because he, was, he worked for the government, but his whole thing was that he was a homosexual. And as he says, part of his cover. As part of his cover. He's like, I'm a, I'm a plant. She's like, I thought they called you a fruit. 
So, uh, it's and just, they've been making jokes at his expense this whole yeah. time about this. Yeah, because at one point someone says something like, "Oh, he's oh I'll go with Yvette because he's the gay person." Well, no, like he's like, "Oh, okay." He has every guy wants to go with Yvette yeah. to go search the house, and he's like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> and in the end, he goes, "Oh, no, no!" But he says, "He's like, who shot Mr. Body? I did in the hallway with the revolver," and and which is really funny because you can't. That's not one of the possible solutions because it's a hallway. So I thought that was kind of a neat, a neat thing. Yeah. And then finally, he looks around at everyone. Now, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. And then it ends. So Freeze frame. Yeah. I Whoa, do, time out. I definitely do like the last ending best. I definitely like that there were three possible endings. I, that's still, that is still that is still something that no one else has done or they have tried and not successfully. There are alternative endings, but there are there's special features on the DVD disc. Exactly. They are not in theater. And this was before, I mean, really before well, DVDs took the, off. So really all you had was you could only give one shot at this. There was yeah, no internet to that's look why, up extended that's why cuts. People, that's why for the longest time people thought that they had seen different movies because it ended different ways. I've always and, thought that about Sucker Punch, because not until recently did I realize that everyone else had seen a different cut than I did. The cut uh, that I yeah. saw has this great ending scene that talks about uh, the giving up of sanity and the the comparison of, of sex to sanity, and it's really cool, and it completely is missing from the original cut, and it just makes yeah. me be like, oh, well, whatever, there was no depth to that. This one yeah. is so much better. And I think you and I have a, a similar uh, viewpoint on that movie, so... Uh, but So we with, can't discuss it on this one, we don't disagree. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a weird... Um, uh, yeah, that, that was a that was a weird movie. We may talk about it, but I don't know. We would have to maybe compare it to something. Maybe else, we would so. only talk about. It. We'll do like movies where the extended cut scenes actually do make difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Like okay. everyone says that Batman v Superman is actually a better movie. Well, oh, yeah, it, I, it explains. I, no, I, refuse, I refuse to watch that movie. It explains no. things, but doesn't make it a better movie, yeah. guys. That, yeah, where the extended cut actually makes it into a better movie. So. Um, the only thing that I've seen that's been this close to having multiple endings is um, X Men Origins Wolverine, where they had different uh, uh, after the credit scenes. That's true. Because the first one, which is the one that we, but watched, they weren't essential to the story of you're, the plot. You're, of the you're movie. absolutely right, but the, no one, no one else has done a multiple ending movie, or they, if they have, and it's not been as successful. Could of, you do it for anything other than a whodunit movie, though? Uh, they uh, maybe. It's a possibility. I don't know how they would, but it's me. It's a possibility. I mean, they gave the as I view it, and as you view well, it, the correct time like at your mother Scott ending Pilgrim. later. Scott Pilgrim had two endings. Yes, but, but the first happens, one tested poorly. Exactly because it, it wasn't so much the this could have happened this way or could have happened this way. It's oh, we wanted it to happen this way. Oh, none of the audience likes it, so we'll, we'll have it in this way. Um, I would have appreciated how I met your mother ended with the way I wanted it to end, and then it paused for a minute, and then it kept going to the sucky ending that everyone hated, and I hated, and I hated it so much. Flames burning. Yes, let's let's get off of how I met your mother. Okay, let's get on to burden by death. Okay, so I have definitely talked for way too long, so go ahead. Okay, so here's why I think murder by death's ending works. Um, so the whole story has been about how the guy, the host of the house, Lionel Twain, has been throwing red herrings left and right trying to confuse the guests. The, house, the rooms changed positions, and the maid was actually an automaton, and the butler body disappeared, and then his clothes disappeared, and then he both disappears. So in the end, they each come down to confront the butler, who turns out was not dead, and they confront was him. Was not blind. Yeah, they confront him, and each 
character as they come in confronts him and he plays along with each scenario that they give as to how he got away with it. So the first ones come in like, you did it like this. And he's like, you got me? Yes. I was. I loved him. And then the next one comes in like, not so fast because it was actually for this reason that you were the murderer. And he's like, you got me again. I was never a lover. I actually was this. He was like, like one of them was like, it was actually um, that you actually were in love with the the rich man. Oh no, you actually are the rich man. And each time he oh, agrees. Oh no, you're actually the son of the rich man. Oh no, you're actually the daughter of the rich man. And like, it just gets more, and because the first one's lawyer, first one is uh, in love, second one is in love, third one is, is the rich man fourth one is son and fifth one is daughter like it goes yeah. and, and and the way alec guinness plays oh all he reacts of them to off. each one correctly because when it's when it's revealed quote unquote that he is the the rich man he goes he gets a little bit of that that um uh who played it um uh the, 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 sorry truman you know. capote truman capote like lisp yeah. Like, he actually threw just a little bit of it in. And then when he, it's revealed, again, that, quote-unquote, that he's the daughter, he, like, he does something, like, with his hair. He, he uses his hand, and, and it's, like, like, so good. He does it so subtle. well. It, it's, like... It, I can understand why he hated being known for only Star Wars, because he is a terrific actor. He he, could, no, he just thought Star Wars was stupid, and nothing was going to come of it. He still doesn't like it. He's dead. He still didn't like it. He yeah. never became famous. He was oh, like, yeah. No, no, no. He I've done it. other things, you know. Yeah. he. Well, I mean, he was known for one of the more racist roles of all time, too, in uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. So, It's anyways. a different time. Um, so, each of them, each one of the butler reacts again and again and again. <laughs> and then, at the very end of this, he pulls a Mission Impossible and tears off a face mask to reveal that he was Lionel Twain the entire time. But Lionel Twain... Or no, like they were they pull off the mask and it's Truman Capote and then they reveal the hair as the daughter and then it's actually No no not, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. So one more time. Okay. So not, yeah. so they go through all of these and again he does all these things and he it they reveal his mask to be the Truman Capote character. And he then accuses each one of these characters, and by extension the authors who wrote them, of being terrible, <laughs> terrible detectives. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why okay, so this is why I, this I is why we get to the point that. where this is a good ending. Because he he berates all of these people for throwing in twist endings, the twist in the tale as it was, the Agatha Christie to twist it up in the Where, end and like, say... You hold off that one... Clue. That, so the audience had no chance of figuring out this murder. You were intentionally withheld information so you could pull off and be a big shot. Shame on you. Because we didn't know any of the information these characters represent yeah, like, until they like, tell us. But did you not know that the elephant, uh, the gray elephant also has... Two toes! And because of that, like, it's like some stupid Information, aspect. there was no way we could have possibly known. It was never presented to us. And he berates each of them because you all are terrible detectives and thereby the authors are terrible mystery writers because they intentionally withheld all the important yeah. information. Or like, and uh, no one wins and, or, or introducing a crucial character that had never been talked about in this entire uh, like his son book or, or daughter yeah. or all these things and then in the very very but, end but like he so he reveals the mask that it's to be actually Truman Capote and then after and everyone then, leaves and it's like you're not actually the Truman Capote character you're actually the daughter and like and he like takes his hat off and he's and it's Truman Capote in a long red wig beautiful auburn hair yes beautiful auburn hair and he takes 
the and then after everyone leaves, he takes the mask off and reveals it was actually Yetta, the dead, dumb, illiterate cook who was the person the whole time. So it, the reason why I like this ending is that it's so meta. It's meta. This is the most meta ending. Clue is a cool ending, and I like all the different Clue, endings. Clue is still a meta ending, but not to this degree. This is meta in the way that it berates the characters that we got to know. It does give us, I guess, five different endings, because each of these characters comes in and says... This is why you did it. This is why you did it. This is why you did it. And then at and the like very each, end, it's each... like, no, you all are terrible because there's no way any of that information was correct. You are all terrible detectives. <laughs> Your authors who wrote you are terrible too, and you can all get out of here and go home. And then he pulls off another crazy twist that was never revealed at any given point in time. Yeah, like the the and it's it's real funny because like you go back and again this like both. Clue and Murder by Death are one of those movies, are those some of those movies you cannot just watch once. You have to go back and watch multiple times. Not only for the jokes, but for little subtle hints for the um the uh the I will quickness tell you, of things. What though. I said is true. If you watch it again and follow certain characters, you everything, every ending they present is technically possible it's all all the logistics work for, out for all five of the re revelations oh no no for clues sorry. oh okay sorry because clue has three endings each of them yeah. logistically works out if you yeah. follow a character you can figure out where they miss disappear yeah. from the narrative like, and that's I, where they killed people i would absolutely watch clue watch it once and then watch it but keep a special eye on one particular character each time and it does there there are those little subtle details that not a lot of movies make nowadays or if they do it's like Christopher freaking Nolan who's an amazing director who will go down as one of the best of all time I do love Nolan I will say that Murder by Death for me is a great parody movie it is it is the parody movie it's okay it's really good because it attacks what makes the genre clever and funny and it turns out that all the things the mechanical and house and the anatomically correct robot made all of those it doesn't matter all of those were impossible to make happen anyway because the movie is all commentary uh, yeah. about the narrative of mystery novels it's kind of like that episode of sense. modern family where they're trying to help this mystery writer like figure out how this one thing happens yeah and like like or like or no he's writing a script and they read and they accidentally read it or they read it and it's like this can't and they're like oh we loved it and all this and all that and it's like and then they find out it's like it, it was not plausible because of one thing and they're like oh but then they, they find a way to make it work so that was always kind of cool but it for a meta thick for a meta commentary on the idea of the murder mystery, the Who Done It, I think Murder by Death deserves to be watched. Oh, I and I think we can both agree. Both of these movies need to be watched. I would not watch them in a row. I would watch one no, and no. then watch the we, other. We were unfortunate that we had to compare them just because we watched Clue first. Well, uh, other people grew up. No, with, we we chose we chose to uh, compare them. It's impossible not to. There's we we do not watch whodunits often. Besides the I hour mean, long, I like them. I oh, love no, them. No, I no. just figure things out way too quick. Yeah, the reason why we don't watch them is because we don't like them. It's because we just don't get a lot of those good ones. I used to read murder mysteries all the time. Um, I actually still have like one of my very first. Uh, detective stories that I ever read on the shelf um and it's called the Ruby Raven I think I think it was a play on the Maltese Falcon but it's its own story yeah and I loved figuring out all the characters and how all the twists and turns work and I think in a written it's hard to make happen in a movie like it can in a written work yeah because with with visual with the visual medium things 
things can either be too subtle or too obvious. Whereas with a book, they are as obvious or as subtle as you would want it. So yeah. sometimes they can be more obvious, in, but like the, the spectrum is a lot smaller than for visual because people's eyes detect a lot more than their imagination. So yeah. like with no one figuring out that Othello, even though he's a Moorish general, actually means that he is from an African. Moors, yeah. yeah African Moors. So. Uh, Clue, I think, delivers to me, just because I'm not as familiar with the murder mystery author world as I would like to be clue delivers more laughs to me yeah and that's that's the thing too is like some of the humor is lost on us not all of it but like there's a couple jokes like with um Perot being gay or uh, or Perrier being gay and um Miss Marbles actually taking care of her nerd like there's there's some in jokes that like for like like on the level of like Stan Lee being the Watcher in Guardians 2. Yeah, it's like it's like those end credits scene where yeah. you have to explain to your parents why this is so cool. Or to your friends, like, I don't get it. What's going on? Who's this big purple guy in a chair? I don't get it. <laughs> God, our friend Will freaked out. And when all he of saw us were like Thanos there. What? And then then when I saw that it was gonna be um Adam uh, um uh, You can always tell the like, after credits scene, because everyone who knows it like screams and jumps up down their seats and then the rest of us are just like or okay or it just shows who's been paying attention like the final one for Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh yeah. That one the final one was it was so so good. We didn't reveal that in our no, Spider-Man Homecoming. We're, we're not one. going to. We won't either but the after credit scene is If you if sublime. you've been paying attention throughout this whole movie it's it's subtle but it's it's well done. Sorry. The before credit scene is also hysterically funny. I forget what that one is. Uh, I can't tell you on air. I'll have to tell you later. Okay. Okay. B before. Oh, before credit scene. Sorry. Before credit scene. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I thought you were meaning like before the beginning credits. I was like, well, no. That's just the first scene. Then. That's just the first scene. <laughs> uh, so I think that Murder by Death is a great whodunit, but is actually more built for the literary fans, the the classic mystery books. Um, and not saying that you can't enjoy it if you're we not those. We enjoyed it. Like, I've never read an Agatha Christie or, um, a but Thin now, Man or anything like that. Now we have to. Uh, from Murder on the Orient Express. You have to. I don't have to. <laughs> Remember, you, you're the literary part. I'm the visual You come film off part. as so illiterate on these things. And we met in a library. <laughs> So, uh, but I think Clue is the better movie overall because of the entire story. And while there are references, it's fewer and farther between than this who that is a parody. Now, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie because it's a parody. Plenty of good movies are parodies. Hell, Scream in itself is a parody. That's the parody. Like, there are levels of parodies. There are the terrible parodies that just reference pop culture and do nothing yeah, with it. Yeah, what was it? Uh, the the, um, the, the meet, movies. The meet disaster, the Spartans. The, the date movie. Yeah. Disaster movie. Meet the Spartans. There are parody movies which are like Mel Brooks movies that take the material and just push it to the extreme, squeeze everything you can possibly Spaceballs, get out of it. Um, Robin Hood, uh, Prince and Tights. And then you get the movies... That are parodies, but also good on their own, like Murder by Death or Clue. Both movies... Well, I would not call Clue a parody, though. Okay. I think Clue can be an homage. I don't. I would not call it a parody. 
Top Secret is a parody. Naked Gun, Police Squad, all of those are parodies. There, there. I know we're forgetting at well, least then, well, one then we were parody. Talk, you, were, that is. you said another movie earlier that made me think of the idea of different levels. Scream. So, yeah, Scream. Scream is a parody in a way that it reflects upon the entire genre while making a it's good... It's a mirror it makes, parody. It makes a good movie, Cabin in the Woods. It yeah, makes, yeah. It's a good yeah. movie that also reflects all the tropes that if you know these tropes, it's really cool to see. And that's what Murder by Death is. Yeah, it's it's a mirror. Like, it's here's a mirror. Look at how silly you can be. We're being silly too, but look how silly you can be. And it's still be. a piece of artwork at the end. It's yeah. still good. It, I, again... I would highly recommend, and we can do uh, ratings here in just a second. Because we described it to death, and may as yeah. well rate it now. Um, I, 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 I would absolutely recommend Murder by Death to be watched, especially if you're a literary fan at all or a murder mystery fan at all. It is very much recommended. However, I would recommend Clue more because not only is it a murder mystery, a whodunit, a very twisting, convoluted plot, and funny as hell, it's better overall. So that that is my feelings. I. I would recommend both. I will rate Clue higher. All right, give us the ratings. Okay, so I will rate Murder by Death. Out of five. Out of five. I will rate Murder by Death uh, a three. Not because of anything bad, but simply because, or, uh, well, I do have to rate it lower so I can rate you know Clue at a decent place, but um, some of the jokes went over my head. Like, some of them were like, I have no idea why this was funny. And and again, the sets that they were in, which, I mean, this is the 60s. I'm not expecting pristine 70s. sets. 70s. 70s. Okay, even still. I'm not expecting pristine sets and, and all this other stuff that you get from modern cin cinema or even in, like, the 80s and 90s. I appreciate but it not being glossy. I'm, I'm glad it's, that it's, it's not. It's not that it wasn't glossy. I could tell it was a set. <laughs> Whereas with Clue, it felt, it felt like it was a real house. Now, I'm not seeing that it actually was a real house and that it just has the best set in the world. It, the way they shot it, the way they, you know, dressed it and everything like that was so much better. The jokes, funny in Murder by Death, so much better in Clue. Because there are some funny lines in that. They don't make the same jokes, though. We've no, talked about that. The, no, the macabre humor versus the situational yeah, and humor. Yeah, and that's the thing. is The situational humor is good, but the... Like the in the, the situational humor in Clue as well, they take a darker tongue in cheek approach at it, whereas this one's more um, not asinine. Um, you know what? Clue paints like, it broad. Speaking through your nose, like oh, I'll droll. That kind of that kind of dry. It's a very it's much dry. more of a drier humor. Clue speaks its humor broadly. It's yes. broad strokes. It's appealed to lowest common denominator strokes in a good but way. But I in a good way. You, I know you're gonna <sighs> fall on me for that, that. That that one that one statement. So I will give Murder by Death a three, and I'm gonna give Clue. Can we do the 0.25 and 0.75? Sure. Okay, I'm going to do 3.75. <laughs> because, um... So 3 and 3.75. You know what, screw it. I'm going to say 4 for... 3 clue. and 4. 3 and 4. 3 for Murder by Death, 4 for Clue. Okay. Yep. I will say... Actually, I'll say 4 for Murder by Death. Because just because the jokes aren't made for me doesn't mean that they aren't funny. And I feel like a person who does appreciate all these parts will see them land. I like all the jokes that they deliver. I like the character-based jokes. You get to spend more time with these characters. I feel like in individually... But, but, there's, but there's more... Main characters. Hey, I'm in my rating though. system. You're not allowed to keep. You, you, you interjected on me the entire time. I felt like 
they had more characters to juggle, but I got to feel more about them just in the way that they have uh, eluded their death traps, in the way that they came and confronted, in their different styles of figuring things out, because they were individually fleshed out characters, whereas Clue, they all were motivated by the same motivation, keep my secrets hidden, get out of here alive. Essentially, essentially you could argue that someone, like, at least one of them had a different motive, but the the thing is, is, um, you, you want to let me rate this, are you? I'm sorry. I, I'm trying not to hijack it. Because um, you said something I wanted to uh, make a point on that. Okay. Is, um, you're talking about the character development. The problem is, is yes, the the secondary characters, the wife, the assistant, the the secretary, all of them, uh, they are they have much bigger roles than, say, like the cook, Yvette, um, the driver, the policeman, all of them in Clue. However, that draws away some of the development and time that you, we get to spend on the main characters because they're, and, and essentially I can understand it because there should be, they're parodies of well-established characters. I Whereas with uh, these, they give more time to the main characters. I don't know. I'm actually thinking that the character development is more in-depth in Murder by Death because the character development is not tied to why they killed people. Include all the character development that you learn as you go has to do with why they're being blackmailed, who is blackmailing them, and why they might have killed somebody. It's all motive. Where in Murder by Death, even though someone has died, all character development is based off of their individual detecting skills, how they look at a but scene and But that makes them seem deduce. more vain, though. That makes them seem well, that's more the point. full of themselves. They're supposed to be. It's okay. supposed to be. The, the whole meta-narrative is that you guys think you're such hot shit. You can <laughs> figure this out, and you all are terrible at your jobs. Okay. You're I... supposed to feel like they're awful people, but like the... Her nurse being elderly and ailing has nothing to do with the plot. It's just character development. Well, yeah, she shows in, her she's caring and warm, Tim and she Curry cares for her nurse. stepping in dog shit isn't relevant for the plot. But you it's are funny. correct. It's funny. Yeah. I'm. I think that I think I just hit on the point of that. The reason why is because the attention is on the characters' individual as opposed to the characters focused towards the narrative. And that's why, to you, it feels like it's taking away from something more important, whereas to me, it's like it's actually greater development than we have with... It's okay that we disagree. It is okay. That's the whole point of the podcast. Yeah. All right, so you've given Murder by Death a four. Four. And uh, having watched, rewatched Clue very recently, I now see that there are scenes that don't need to... Very small scenes, but there are some scenes that actually, that contribute nothing. They don't even have like a real good joke going on in them. I would give it the top score just because of Tim Curry, but I feel it's not a perfect movie, and I oh, can't no. give it a perfect score. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh wow, you actually rated it higher than me. I'm a little bit more critical with my ratings. You, Aaron but... is a very, you can tell he's a critical person. I think both these movies are so hysterical. A seven and an 8.5. A seven from Murder by Death. And an eight point five for Clue. I think that's fair. I think I um I could I could even maybe I don't, like, I even I don't think it's fair. Up we mine. we I are even bump up mine to three point five. I don't mind doing that. So seven point five to eight point five. I I don't mind doing that. So that way it's oh, a little so bit closer. You're so generous with your points. Well, I don't. I think I feel like a seven out of ten is not as um fair to Murder by Death because I thought Murder by Death was funny. I have to be. We I, have I was to, honestly surprised. We too. can't be. We can't be fair though because we uh, we watched Clue first. I mean, it's it's kind of like when you watch um, a remake before the original and you come to like the remake for the things that it does, and then you watch yeah. the original, which happened 
Uh, the most recent example I can think of is Beauty and the Beast, where a friend of mine had only seen the live-action remake and not the original animated version. How is she a friend of yours? I know! It's <laughs> crazy, right? And so after she, she watched it, she's like, yeah, I guess, but they did it better in the remake. And it was then that I discovered that your first viewing of a story's interpretation can have huge consequences in how you yeah. view others that do a similar or same thing. Yeah, and I know I have an example of that, too. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know I saw a remake of something. I you could say Star Wars a little bit, but not like I like the new I like the new Star Wars movies like Force Awakens. Not I haven't seen oh, Rogue yeah. One, but I like Force Awakens. I like Rey's a character. I like all the characters better than the characters that were shown to us in the original Star Wars trilogy. But I didn't grow up with the trilogy, and that's the big yeah, difference. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is I actually grew up with the uh, the the second trilogy, the prequels. I actually grew up that with was the mine too. Yeah, but the thing is, is I discovered that they weren't that good very early on. Yeah, they were made to sell toys. Yeah, the especially the first movie and i i, had I definitely a, had toys i had a queen amidala costume for halloween not gonna lie i had the big oh, hair and the so giant cool. red jewels in the dress <laughs> i definitely had one of the weirdest uh pieces of merchandise not merchandise but uh promotional things that came from this movie it was a piece of candy where jar jar binks would open his mouth and a tongue would come out, and you were supposed to suck on the tongue because it was made out of candy. I remember those. Yeah. Oh, they would sell us anything as children. Or, yeah, it was either that or um, uh, the 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 gangster. Um, <laughs> Yo ho lo lo ya so lo. Jabba. Jabba. the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Um, so that you know, there's. So yeah, I can see that, and. And essentially, and what happens, how this movie was described to me as we were driving there is that this movie is what Clue was based off. I'm like, no, Clue was based off of oh, Clue. Oh, it, it gave you a but, sour taste in your mouth immediately. I felt yeah. I should have I should have warmed you up to it because it's, you like it's it so like, much. Yeah, you should have been like, do you like Murder Mysteries, Whodunits? That would have absolutely drawn me into it much but more. But after you watched it, but, you liked yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what happens is it shouldn't be said that it's based on is that Clue actually pays homage to this a lot. There's, there, there is a lot of similarities, especially like kind of the multiple endings, the, mm -hmm. some of the tongue in cheek humor, the, definitely the, the basis of the whodunit murder. The red mystery. herring. The red herring stuff. Yeah. I think what happens is why Clue is still not only remembered more, but is a better movie overall in our, in my opinion, in our opinions, I don't know if you want to say it that way, uh, is because Tim Curry. Well, Tim Curry <laughs> did an amazing job, but the, how they use the homages work, they, they use it in a smarter uh, capacity. And I would say they use it in a broader capacity, which I think you don't like that word, but I think it's totally you, applicable. You, I feel like you're trying to say that they're 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 trying to make it more for everybody versus you know just the literary fans, which I would agree with. But when I hear that, I think of that they made it for the bros and the audience. Yeah, man, splitting cars and hot chicks on bikes. Broader does not mean bro. Broader can mean that you play with the broader. Broader means you play with the reality of the world that you've created. Mm -hmm. If it's broader, you're allowed to tell big jokes that may so well, that could, have no relevance on the So you could say plot. that the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy is a broader version than, than say, Tim Burton's. Than Tim Burton, which Tim Burton's was a still a broader version than the Adam West yes. Insanity of the Sixties. Exactly. It's so the okay. broadness. I, okay, I, that, I get you with that. Does so, it make you feel better now? Yeah, a little bit. So because we um, utterly I know, failed I know at doing that. Uh, I know we're already uh, gonna upset one of our friends because she loves Murder by Death. Oh yeah. So um. Well, we utterly failed at doing a shorter episode. Yeah, Couldn't I didn't. I knew, knew we weren't going to be able to. We're I thought we could. So, uh, so 
Murder by Death, absolutely check it out. Clue, Seven check point, it out. 7.5. 7.5. Uh, Clue, 8.5. Uh, check both of them out. Give yourself some time in between. Maybe watch some stuff in between yeah. it. So that way you, you have a nice Cleanse fresh palette. Cleanse your palette. palette. Um, so that's really cool. But... Um, and read, uh, maybe if you want to read uh, Ten Little Indians or And Then There Were Nine. Or it's original, Ten Little Indians. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> which makes me think, is is that where Ten Little Monkeys Jumping on a Bed comes from? No, I don't think so, but the Ten Little Indians is the end of a rhyme. So they, both the original title and Ten Little Indians have to do with Still a childhood super rhyme. Racist. I know. Well, yeah, okay. well, because now we don't, you know, it's Native Americans, not Indians, yeah. this and that, but... We're getting off topic. Absolutely. Before so, we go. Before we before we go, um, I do want to say we are um, starting to ramp up towards Halloween. Yay! We've got we've got two more episodes, and then we have a very special episode right before Halloween. We're playing we plan it out. We're going to do this the week before October starts, and it actually works into Halloween. So yeah. I already have friends that are like trying to celebrate early Halloween, which is ridiculous he it's as bad as christmas me, now you only put the black light because it's as bad as christmas no it's not you can't i don't feel you can enjoy the thing as much if you celebrate it too early that's why i don't listen to christmas until at least after thanksgiving and then even then i push it till december if i can well i don't think anyone's trying to commercially push halloween even though i see oh them. no they are they absolutely i are. see the halloween candy in the stores but i'm still it. but i'm still like oh cool Candy. It's Christmas. When Christmas shows like, up, it's still, like, the sun is still out most of the day, and it's still warm out, and, like, what's the going on here, Tennessee? There Winter was Halloween in candy in Kroger's, like, two weeks ago. Yes, there was. That's freaking ridiculous. So, but we are, we are, we have a plan, and we are ramping up towards Halloween, because we have some very special Halloween episodes. I'm super excited about that. I know I've said it. 20,000 times, but... We will be offering hints like we usually do before the episode comes out. If you want to yes. take guesses at what we're doing, any Halloween movies, and if at the end of October there is a Halloween movie classic that's dear and dear to your heart that we just didn't get to that you think we might have We are not going to do Hocus Pocus. Sorry, guys. Because all we would do, all we would do is talk about how funny and uh, how funny and how great that movie is. Because Bette Midler... Oh, Bette Midler. So, <laughs> Bette Midler is my spirit animal. <laughs> But, uh, so we will not be doing Hocus Pocus. We will be watching Hocus Pocus, of but we course. will not be doing Hocus Pocus. Yeah, or we'll we, talk about it for five, or like we'll do it like a 20 minutes thing, episode. I love this, I love this, I love this, I love this. The only five, thing, five. The only thing I can talk about with Hocus Pocus that is controversial is the whole, oh, you're a virgin. Ha ha ha. Of course he's a virgin. He's a 13 year old boy. Stop it, Disney. Yeah. Th th there's some weird age thing. Ageism. Virgin light a yeah. candle. So. If you do want to uh, suggest or give ideas. There are many ways that you can follow us this plug party time. Yes, got to get those plugs in. So You can follow us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You or Facebook.com slash Married to the Idea Reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, you can uh, tweet at us at Married Number 2 The Idea. Or you can email us longer questions or things at Married to the Idea Reviews at gmail.com. Or hop onto our website, Married to the Reviews. Married to the Idea. Sorry, Married to the Idea. Weebly.com. Because we ain't paying for a domain. Not yet. So, uh, <laughs> but we are uh, also on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, Married to the Idea, if that's not where you're listening to it now. No, that's uh, great. But I... be sure to subscribe to us. We would love uh, for more, more. And tell your friends. That's a big thing, too. 
that we share. haven't said yet. Share. If you like, I love this episode. Share it on Facebook. Tag us in it. We will absolutely, we'll like your post. Right now, our most popular episode on SoundCloud is uh, the Atomic Blonde review. And you sent me that article about how, uh, how the Charlize fighting. Charlize Theron, she fights Char like Charlize. a. Charlize. 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 Not, not Carlise. I said Charlize. Oh, I heard Carlise. Sorry. I said Charlize. That lady, how she fights like a girl, but in a good way. How she's yeah. supposed to fight like a... If a woman had to fight in this scenario, you can't just give a dude it's one not, punch to the yeah. head. She'd break her hand. It's, she's not an MMA fighter, She is, but she is trained to fight. And she's trained to fight how her body will allow her to fight. Yeah. It's, it's no, in no way, shape, or, uh, no way, shape, or form a bad thing how she fights. In fact, it's amazing. And I didn't even realize it. Like, oh, holy shit, yeah. Because Jackie Chan, in his a lot of his movies, he uses his environment... Which is showing brains and brawn at the same time. Not a bad idea. But the thing is just Charlize Theron's character in Atomic Bond has to do that. There are guys almost twice her size yeah. in this movie. And she has to defeat them or they will kill her. Yeah. And, and that's what she does. Like at one point she wraps a rope or a hose around herself. Uses that to her advantage. Like chokes a guy out with it and then uses his body... As a damn anchor so she can jump down. I tell you what, I am going to uh, link that tomorrow, I think. after this, yeah. I will link that article on our page so you guys can read it. Because it's really cool. Idea. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag, hashtag Atomic Blonde. I mean, that was, that was actually it's pretty good movie. It's still a good it's, movie. It's like, uh, so. On iTunes, our most popular is still Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman! Woman! It's coming out on DVD. I can't wait! <laughs> you can't buy it for yourself. It's too close to Christmas, according to a lot of people. Yeah, don't buy anything for yourself for six months out of the year. Because you never know when someone might get you it as a gift. Yeah. That's why I didn't buy Deadpool, and I didn't get it for like till like the next year or the next the next we like, all, holiday. Everyone assumed that someone else yeah, had given it like, to you. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just buy it myself. So, but I still I did end up getting a gift. I just don't remember. Who, I think it was like Derek or Will or something like that. So, but uh, be sure to like us, follow us, share, um, listen, subscribe, and look forward to the coming Halloween episode. Yes, we have we have some fun ones. I I know I know what our the one before Halloween is going to be. Um and then I have we have a list. We have a we have a list. Extensive. And I, we have we actually have to discuss the list cuz I, I I figured out that I'm taking control of the list and I, you need input. Yeah, I have not been allowed to <laughs> yeah. input on this list. I definitely <laughs> need some input here. But we will uh yeah, and again we'll be giving some hints. Uh again, no hocus pocus, so. <laughs> uh but thank you guys so much for listening as always. Uh and we'll see you again next week with our uh next quote-unquote pre-Halloween. It probably won't be Halloween-esque, <laughs> but uh our next September one. So, until then, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And this, and this is, is Married, married to, to the, the Idea. idea. Perfect. <laughs>